Hi, hello, sweet listeners, and welcome back to the In the Meadow podcast. I'm your host, Victoria, otherwise known as Vic in the Meadow on Instagram and Vic Sauce on TikTok. Today, we are talking about cultivating aligned friendships in adulthood. But before we get into that, a lot of y'all seem to like the little bits where I talk about what's new with my life, what's going on with me. I've been told it kind of feels like sitting down with a friend, having coffee, having tea, catching up. So what is new in the life of Victoria? Well, when I'm recording this, it is mid-August now. And I am so sorry to my summer lovers here, but I am in full swing autumnal mode. I am one of those people that gets like a summer depression. Summer is not my time. I am not built for the sun. I am not built for the heat. I am a little Slavic vampire. So when I do go outside, I am slathering myself in sunscreen. Long sleeves, long pants, sun hat. And at the start of summer, I usually have some momentum to sit on my porch, read my book, listen to the birds. But I am at that point in the year now where I am just so over it. Sheltering in place in my living room with the blinds drawn. Today is giving full fall energy. It's gloomy, overcast, rainy. Yesterday it was like 19 degrees. Today I have not been outside yet, but I believe it's about the same. I'm in my long sleeves, my sweats right now. I have admittedly also decorated the house for not just fall, but Halloween. that there is kind of two people when it comes to like September, October, November. There's fall people and then there's Halloween people. The aesthetic, the vibes can be very, very different depending what you are. If you're listening, please let me know which you are. I'm curious which one sways more. I have a feeling there's more fall folks out there. I am a Halloween and fall person, but I lean more to the side of Halloween. If you've been on Instagram and like my home uh, highlights on my profile, you've seen my Halloween masks. Those are a year-round installment. They're like a vintage Halloween mask that I've collected over the years from Super 7, some from Spirit Halloween. They just make a really cool display and like statement piece in my living room above my TV. I've got a couple cat ones in my like dining room, which no longer is a dining room and is just a reading room. So that's to say I am Halloween lover and I am decorating for Halloween and fall already. But for me, one of the reasons I have to do that, and I think that this translates to any seasonal decor, I have to dig it out of my bins and put it up so that I know what I have because the stores are quicker and quicker every year. Halloween and fall has been out in HomeSense for like weeks already now, like early August, it seemed to hit the shelves. I swear, even just last year in Canada, at least I know in the States, you guys get seasonal stuff out incredibly early, but in Canada, usually we're a little bit behind. We also get far less seasonal goodies than y'all have in the States. Anyways, last year, I swear it was like end of August, early September when stores started rolling out the majority of their fall stuff. I remember last year, Spirit Halloween opened at the very end of August. And this year, it is already open. There are two in my city and the first one opened the first weekend of August and the second one just opened this past weekend on the 12th. And yes, I went to both on their opening weekends. But see, I had to put up my fall and Halloween stuff so that I knew what I had. I knew what I have space for if I don't actually need anything. But I found some really cool stuff. I know that that's not what this podcast episode is about. That's not what we all want to hear about. So if you're yearning for some fall content, just let me know. This episode actually is going to be going up like this same week that I'm recording it because I don't have a backlog of episodes anymore. So when you're listening to this, it was just recorded a few days before. Let me know if you're interested in seeing this. I haven't been too vocal over on my Instagram stories about fall and Halloween yet because I know some people are just trying to enjoy the rest of summer. But like my TikTok feed right now is just filled with Halloween decorating, Halloween baking, going through Halloween hunting in the stores. And I freaking love that content. So if you want to see what's going on in my home, let me know. But I am very excited. I went to Spirit Halloween and 
especially when it comes to like cups, mugs, certain items, they go quick and what they get, they get. And sometimes there's no more coming on the trucks. And I don't like scarcity mindset. Y'all know I'm not one to fall into consumerism, capitalism, but hear me out. You know, my home is a little spooky year round. This is my time of year to shop for year round home decor. And if you don't know, I don't know if I've ever posted about this on my Instagram, but I have like a horror themed bathroom. So I've got wood plaques from The Shining, Beetlejuice, Halloween. I found a new really cool one. that's like a welcome to the Overlook Hotel from The Shining poster that's meant to look kind of like a welcome sign. Super, super cool. And oh my gosh, I'm a sucker for cups. I think that's a trend this year online. Now, listen, I didn't do the Stanley Cup thing. We don't really, I don't think we have those in store anywhere in Canada anyways. I don't get the Starbucks cups. I wait for Halloween and every few years, I let myself get a new tumbler. This year, opening weekend, I got a Hocus Pocus purple to orange to yellow ombre studded cup. Anyways, it's majestic. I'm going to shut my can on Halloween and fall now. But if you want to hear more, if you want to see more, let me know. Otherwise, I'm going to put a pin in this and we're going to talk about it more closer to actual fall. But my update is just know I'm excited. And if you too are looking forward to fall, there is nothing wrong with that. Looking forward to a season harms nobody. It makes you happy. It makes you happy. You, if you enjoy summer, no one is stopping you from enjoying summer. You don't have to be looking forward to fall. That's okay. But if it brings someone else happiness and it's not hurting anyone, who cares? Let us live. Not much else is new going on. I did get my cuddle clone in, my little plushy replica of my dog Boo who passed away. That was exciting. That was posted over on my Instagram and TikTok. Ooh, a baking update or a bread update, if you will, for those that have been following along. I post a lot of my Instagram stories about what I'm baking. Now, I usually do cookies, muffins. I've been doing loaves of bread, but I did my first Fakasha. And that reminds me that if I have time today after recording an episode or maybe two, I want to do another Fakasha today. Last time I did a same day Fakasha recipe that I found on TikTok, super, super easy. And I just did, I think like pepper and basil from the garden. That's all I had. But I saw a TikTok today that was like a Fakasha where they put pizza sauce and cheese as well. And I think that is just brilliant. So that might be my girl dinner tonight is just some Fakasha if I'm feeling committed to the time of kneading the dough every 15 minutes after I'm done recording episodes. But last week's simple focaccia turned out delicious. I just love me some bread. Oh man, and my banana bread loaves. I've been adding pumpkin spice seasoning into them because I found some of that at HomeSense. HomeSense is so underrated for finding funky fresh like coffee syrups, spices, seasonal goods. Anyways, I am live, laugh, loving baking still. Well, that's what's new in my life. And now let's get into this chatter about finding adult friendships, what that looks like, what a weird transitional period this is as an adult for me in my 20s and my early 20s especially, I really, really felt this. In the day and age of social media where we're seeing highlight reels of people's lives where they're going on trips with their friends or I did not see the Barbie movie, not movie theaters are not my thing. As somebody with like debilitating social anxiety, seeing these, you know, videos of people going with their gal pals to go see the Barbie movie, it can instill feelings of not enoughness, missing out, feeling lonely, isolated. It's really easy to fall down a slippery slope of thinking like, man, what is wrong with me? Because my life doesn't look like that. And I've seen a lot of other people express that, that they just wish that they had a better solid group of friends in adulthood. I'm here to say it is so, so normal to not 
have that. Going through a period of time where maybe you don't really have many friends, you don't have a core friend group, you look back and think, wow, the people that you were friends with five years ago aren't in your life at all anymore. And this is such a natural thing to happen in adulthood and growth. And that shows how much growth that you have as a person and that other people have or sometimes lack of growth as well. You can outgrow friendships and people in your lives. So like thinking back on life through elementary school, high school, college, I had these core friend groups and that was mostly based on shared interests, right? So like in high school, some of my best friends were in orchestra with me or my friends outside of school, I met through the art and music scene. And with even back in elementary school, I kind of got lumped in with the other kids that just like to read, put their nose in a book and do their schoolwork. And when you're in school, you're already given that environment to cultivate and nurture those friendships where you're just given a bunch of people and it's like, okay, pick who you want to spend your time with. And then you come into adulthood and whether you're working at a job, working from home, it doesn't matter. You're not surrounded with that same group of people to kind of pick from. And in fact, it can be really unhealthy to just be friends with people from your workspace. In adulthood, we aren't surrounded day by day in an environment where there's options to explore our interests with sports, extracurriculars, hobbies, different subjects, typically focused in on one thing. And yeah, there's some adults that are really good at like getting out and, you know, doing rec league dodgeball or soccer, people that are in bands. And then there's those of us that are the homebodies, the introverts that have a really hard time getting out and quote unquote, putting ourselves out there. And I just want to say no one prepared me for how lonely and isolating the transition into adulthood in your twenties is with friendships running their course. Days that turn into weeks, that turn into months as we lead different lives and walk separate paths. Feeling of realizing you don't really know your best friend anymore. But it also shows me is the happiness I still feel for them. Space created to allow new into my life, new people, new hobbies, new trains of thought, Every once in a while, I open Facebook, see their updates, and quietly root for them. But wow, is it ever an emotional roller coaster. I'm going to be super transparent here and say I don't talk to a single one of the people that I was good friends with through the years of college and like the first year or two after college in my life anymore at all. That's including somebody that was like in my wedding when I was married in my early 20s. And that's okay. It's not something that I'm sad about anymore. And I've recognized how much we all just grew into different interests, different avenues of life and different ways that we like to live life. That happens and that's okay. And this isn't to say that that's going to happen with every friendship. One of my best friends I have known since high school met at an ex-boyfriend of mine's party thing. It's like a bush party. People that grew up in the country, you get it, you get it. Anyways, I met Ashley there and they chipped their tooth on a tequila bottle. The rest is history, but we have become such different people throughout time. We've ebbed and flowed. We've gone periods of time where we don't talk for months. We haven't seen each other for years at a time. We have that mutual understanding and appreciation for each other and respect for each other that we're okay with that. I think that's where the difference comes from drifting apart from people versus those friendships that stand the test of time where you have that understanding of like, you have your life, I have my life, we're adults. There's certain aspects of our life that we don't want to do together. They like to go to concerts. They have their friends that they know will do that with them. They know I don't want to do that. Invite me anyways, even knowing I'll probably say no to make me feel included. We just get each other. That's just not been true with everyone in my life. And the majority of people from those phases and seasons of my life have drifted apart from me. Not to say you have to have ill wishes for them. It's not to say they have ill wishes for you. It's just something that happens with life. And it's something that newly happens to a lot of people in your 20s, in early adulthood. And everyone is just at such a different phase of life. Love the saying, people are sometimes meant for a reason and a season. Ain't that the truth? 
Another interesting thing with friendships in adulthood is like learning to set boundaries. And so many of us are going to therapy, we're healing our childhood issues, different traumas. You might realize there's people in our lives that are not healthy for us, whether that's family members, which it is for a lot of people, or friendships. Sometimes friendship breakups are loud, they're painful, they're messy. But a lot of the times, like I said, it's simply just drifting apart. There's not those daily check-ins anymore on text or even every week or every month. And suddenly you're realizing that somebody that you were really close with feels like a complete stranger. And it's a painful, weird feeling. I think it's important to mourn that friendship and appreciate, like I said, that new space that's created to allow new things and new people into your life. Know that you are not the problem. You are so worthy of having wonderful relationships and friendships in your life. And it can be one of those things where it's a, it's not you, it's me, or it's not me, it's you. Because everyone does just get to such different places in their life in their 20s, and it's just not something talked about enough. The very weird thing about being in your 20s is some people are married with kids, some people are living at home with their parents, some are rebuilding and starting over, some are just trying to figure it out. Naturally, when you get into those different places in life, surround yourself with people at similar places in their life. As much as I love my friends with kids, I also completely understand that there's other people with the same lived experience that they have that they might go to for a lot of things before they come to me. Even just to go to somebody for a relatable vent and ear to listen to. Well, yes, of course you can maintain friendships with people at different phases in life. It is also so natural to drift apart and not share that same closeness over the same topics anymore. That's the nice thing about those friendships that do stand the test of time where you can ebb and flow apart throughout time and still always come back to one another and be like, wow, we went through this. I'm going through this now. I would love to talk, catch up, get your opinion on X, Y, and Z. I think it's just important to remember that we are all experiencing these moments that can feel so isolating in the moment. I'm at a good place right now in life, but I have had times where I literally have a really big self-pity party. I'm talking crying in my pajamas at like 2 p.m. in the afternoon in my bed, feeling awful for myself that I have no idea what's going on with my life, no idea what's happening. I have no friends, no one likes me, I have no one to go to. Or these moments can present themselves a lot more quietly as well. For example, at times in your life when you want to celebrate something where maybe you get a new job promotion, you get into school, you graduate, you get a new job, whatever it might be. And in those moments where you sit and you think, wow, I don't have anyone I really think would care to celebrate this with me. Those are the moments where it can hit really hard when you're in those transitional periods of life where you might not have anyone that you're super close with at the time. And I think it's just important in those moments to remember the community that everyone has been where you are. People have felt that. And as much as you might feel alone in that moment, knowing that so many other people understand that exact feeling and would love to form a connection with you makes it feel a little less lonely. Okay, and now we're just gonna take a quick little ad break before we come back and then get into my experience on how I form connections and friendships in adulthood. I want to introduce you or reintroduce you if you've been a longtime follower to my favorite Canadian organic period care company, Joni. Joni offers pads and tampons that are gentle for both your body and the environment. With their products being free of dyes, fragrances, bleaches, and being biodegradable, they're gentle and ideal for even the most sensitive of body. Personally, I've been using Joni pads for three years. If you don't know, I live with a condition called lichen sclerosis that affects the tissue of my vulva, making conventional pads a nightmare for me as my skin is so sensitive. And switching to Joni, I don't have to worry about triggering a flare-up, uncomfortable rashes, or having concern about what ingredients are being absorbed by my skin. As a whole, Joni puts focus on community care, giving back 5% of all revenue toward the mission of period equity. Joni period care products are now available across the retail shelves of many shops across Canada and are available online for customers in both Canada and the United States on their website, getjoni.com. And you can use code Meadow. M-E-A-D-O-W for 
15% off your first order of any Jodi products or subscribe and save 15% on every single recurring order plus free shipping over $15, no code required. Okay, so now I wanna talk about how I cultivate friendships in adulthood and my lived experience and what has worked for me. Keep in mind, this is coming from a homebody and extreme introvert with a lot of anxiety and specifically social anxiety. Making friends is not easy for everyone. When I was in high school, I was first diagnosed in ninth grade with social anxiety. At the time, I had never heard of that before. Also at a time where mental health wasn't discussed as much and I went to my parents and I was like, I feel broken thought of waking up and going to school was much more than just the typical teenager transitioning to high school and scared to go to school. I was in tears. I was not sleeping. I was nauseated. That was the start of a very long journey of trying different therapists, different types of therapy, and figuring out what was constructive to help me live a more comfortable, happy life, and what are just parts of me and things that I have to live with. So as an introverted homebody, for me, I've just learned to really value a few really great friends over many so-so friends. It doesn't have to ring true for everybody and it doesn't make you a bad person or a shallow person if you prefer to have a large group of friends that you can go to at any given point versus having a core group of really small close friends. We all have different personality types, different lives, different things that fit into our interests. But for me, socializing is really draining. I am not one of those people that can commit to weekly activities because I would feel so tired. I am not one of those people that can commit to weekly activities because it is just so draining for me. I don't even like planning social outings in general in advance. It puts stress on my calendar. It puts stress on me because I'm like, oh man, what if day of I'm not feeling it and then I have to bail and then I look bad. So for me, I love surrounding myself with people that are okay with having a last minute hangout day of being like, are you feeling this? Are you feeling this? Or if you make plans, their understanding of if the day comes and you're only feeling, you know, like a half an hour hang versus if you had big plans who aren't going to be upset with me. That's really important. So for me, even if I was like, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to make friends. I would be quickly and sorely disappointed because the people that I would meet there would likely be more extroverted people who don't have the same interests as me or energy reserves. It really is important when you're trying to make and cultivate friendships in adulthood to seek people out that like a similar lifestyle to you. The expectations are similar of what you might like to do, how long you'd like to hang out for, what you want to talk about, and like I said, even just lifestyle. Maybe you're someone that really enjoys nightlife, so going out to a bar and meeting some friends there might be good. For me, as a sober person who's in bed by 9 p.m., that would be the wrong place to seek friendships. Because then suddenly next weekend, they'd be like, hey, do you want to go out and get, I don't know, drinks and wings? That This is how out of touch with reality I am. I would be like, crap, I have grossly misled these people. So I really learned that finding people through similar interests to you is really important. For me, the internet has been a huge place for making connections and friends. I think there's different definitions of what friendships can look like for people. For me, that does not always mean physically going and hanging out. And for other people in the chronic illness community, I'm sure you understand this too. If you're familiar with the spoon theory, sometimes there's just not enough spoons that day to physically put on uncomfortable clothes, go out of the house to socialize that way. There's just as much beauty in the internet friends I've made who I hop on FaceTime with, a phone call, or my favorite way is just sending voice messages back and forth. No instant pressure to respond. Still hear each other's voices, catch each other up on what's going on in your life, what's going on in your day, what you're talking about in book club. Seek connection that way. That is super fulfilling for me. And maybe you're someone who's extroverted and you're like, 
that's not healthy. It is, and it's not fair to judge people. We all live such different lives. We have different needs, different abilities. I am just here to validate that online friendships are real friendships too. I talk way more to my friends online than I do to people in person some weeks. They understand me as a whole a lot better than people that I might see every day at work. Another way that I've cultivated some friendships in adulthood was, as a lot of you know, I've gotten really back into reading the last five years or so. And during some of the COVID schmovid lockdowns, I started putting some feelers out on my private Facebook and my Instagram. I was like, oh, I'm getting back into reading. Wouldn't a book club be interesting? And I reconnected with a girl who I went to elementary school with actually. And we weren't like super close at all. We, I don't even think we hung out in like elementary school or high school. She was like, oh, you like reading? I like reading want Goodreads? And I was like, no. It was my slippery slope introduction into the hobby of reading again. She was like, hey, I have a friend up north where, you know, she lives that's also really into reading. And she like met her at, I think it was a baby shower or a wedding shower. I think it was a wedding shower or maybe just a wedding. And the other girl in our book club was in the corner reading her Kindle. And my friend went up and was like, oh, you like reading? I like reading. I think it just takes that introvert connecting with an extrovert who's comfortable going up to those of us that are like little bookworms and connecting us. Kelsey connected with Tana and then Kelsey messaged me and was like, hey, okay, listen up. I want to make a book club. You like reading. I have this friend who I met at a wedding shower reading her Kindle who likes reading. What if I make a group chat and we all pick, you know, four books for the year, shuffle them up. Then there's a book for each month. And we should like talk about it in our Facebook group chat. And I said, wow, I am so honored to be asked this. Like I needed to give like an award speech. It was really exciting. And we've got our little group chat and we talk about so much more than books. We really quickly, you know, got acquainted with one another. Kelsey bridged the gap. Now we're celebrating things like their engagements, their pregnancies, my divorce. Just a little different phases of life and we are in that group chat every single day. Usually there is some daily chat about books or whatever we're reading but there's also videos sent, voice messages sent, updates on ducks, their dogs, whatever's going on. So one of those organic ways suddenly I'm like oh hey I have a new friend. It just sort of happened. In that point that I'm saying, be open to connecting with your friend's friends. You know, this is a sensitive topic for some people and especially with different personalities where someone might be like, oh my gosh, like suddenly I introduced these two friends and now they're closer than they are with me. I think first of all, it just takes being the bigger person, understanding that it's a good thing for people to cultivate friendships, to get to know one another, to bond. How fun to bond over shared interests, similar personalities. All I'm saying is be open to it. If you go to an event and one of your friends is talking to someone else, listen and talk and engage. It's hard, but just remember again, you're worthy of friendships, you're worthy of connection, and you're freaking interesting. Like I was saying earlier as well, seek friends at spaces that you want to be. Say you're getting into baking. Maybe you take a little baking class. Meet other people there. You find a book club in your library or local area. You join that and get to meet people. It, whatever hobby you have, right? Like for me as well, there's a birding club in my town that does guided bird watching tours every Sunday. There is nothing wrong with being friends from all different walks of life, especially if you have a shared interest that you can bond over. Great way to skip any awkward phases of getting to know one another and knowing that you have those topics to fall back on that you can talk about that you have mutual shared interests about if suddenly you're like oh this is difficult and hard and scary because we don't know each other with birds talk about your knitting your books your hiking whatever it might be 
Another great place to do that, like I said, is like local events related to your interests. So for me, I've met a lot of really cool people that I consider friends now at markets. In my town in general, I do have a small business. I'm involved in the small business community. It's really neat to make those connections, see local makers, people making stuff that you're interested in, especially at like smaller local artisan craft markets. Vendors are often really excited to talk to you about their process and how they make what they make. This isn't just to say, go to a market and befriend all the vendors. These are things that kind of organically happen as you're making conversation where you can kind of get the vibe of like, oh, maybe they'll want to go grab coffee at the end of the day. Maybe I can bring them a coffee since they're so busy and their booth is popping off. Another way that I've met people is at these markets, at these events, where again, you're already interested in that sense of community and bonding with people overlooking at the same items. For me, this happened last year at a Halloween market that I went to. There was a local woman who makes quilted jackets, upcycles quilts into jackets. If you know my Instagram, you probably already know the jacket. It's got pinks, yellows, oranges, blues, beautiful. I get so many questions on it. It was made just by a local woman. She doesn't have an online shop. I was looking there. There was another person that came up and was like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm trying to decide between these two jackets. And I'm like, well, let's do a fashion show. Try them on for one another. It was just so much fun. And I was like, hey, what's, what's your Instagram? I think that's the modern day way to connect where maybe you're not like not ready to ask for a phone number. It's like, what's your Instagram? Let's connect. Facebook, whatever, whatever you're using. I don't know the other apps that the young kids are using. Don't be afraid to reach out and try and build those connections. You can't put it all on other people to want to reach out for you because as much as you're nervous to try and make friends, other adults are probably just as nervous to also reach out to you and try and form that connection. It's okay to be rejected too. It hurts, but it's good practice in remembering that that is life. And 99.9% of the time, it can make some really cool connections out of it. And if those people want nothing to do with you, then they weren't worth your time anyways. It is important to remember, it's not you. We all are the main character in our own story. We're all living our own lives. Life ebbs and flows. Try not to fault yourself or get into that spiral of negative self-talk I was talking about earlier when you're crying in bed at 2 p.m. thinking, oh my gosh, self-pity party. I have no friends. You are cool as shit. There are people out there waiting to meet you that want to recognize that and form a similar friendship that you would like to have. It's important to remember too that like I was saying, social media is a highlight reel. Those people that you think have it all figured out, have the perfect life, the perfect friend group. Those people are gonna be the first ones to tell you that half of that is all for show and so superficial. In an interesting place because I'm a content creator where like this isn't my job, I have a day job. I talk to a lot of people and I meet a lot of people online, especially on TikTok, where it is their full-time job and they make a lot of money from it. Especially these people out living in the States and big cities like LA, Boston. It's lonely. They post these videos of going to these, you know, sponsored fancy dinners all dressed up. At the end of the day, they go home and they're like, I, I don't really know half those people. I couldn't wait to come home and just get into my PJs and have it over with. I self-admit that half those people aren't going to actually have their backs when something comes up in their life and they need a shoulder to cry on, someone to talk to. Very soon superficial friendships a lot of the time. It's important to remember that and not get caught up in the image that we see other people projecting online of how they want to be perceived. All about finding your people. And as I've been saying, as someone who is painfully introverted, I often joke that I don't have any friends. I do have friends and my two best friends, I text nearly every day. But for me, I can get burned out so fast socially that I need those special people like my two best friends who understand that I can say, you know what, I'm only up for a half an hour visit. And I know to ask them the same thing. People that just love you unconditionally for who you are, how you're available, and don't take what you have going on 
personally. And of course, I do still have times where I feel sad. I don't have this group of gals that I'm close with to do quote unquote, I don't know, fun girl shit with. But then I remember I can still have fun with the position that I'm in. The value that I find in getting a latte and catching up with my mom on her porch, or that my partner will throw on a face mask with me and watch Gilmore Girls. But I really do value those individual friendships that I do have, all of the space that they hold and nurture for me. And that kind of brings me to my last point that I wanted to talk about today, which is that it is okay for you to be best friends with your partner or best friends with your mom. You know, there's a lot of judgment where people are like, you have to be a person outside of your relationship and your family. I think that that's a really westernized way to look at things. As somebody from an Eastern European family, to sound like Vin Diesel here from Fast and Furious, but family is everything. I know probably other Eastern Europeans listening to this will understand what I mean. I know my clients even from Italy, they very much understand the same thing where I've talked to them and they're like, yeah, no, I'm in my group chat with my family all day, every single day. Often just a different cultural shift. You tell your family everything. That's something that's celebrated. It's almost like weird in those cultures if you're not close with your family, which of course nuance. There's a ton of reasons maybe you aren't close with your family. I'm just saying for me, I have a really good relationship with my mom. I had such a close relationship with my grandma. When exciting things happen, I want to call my mom and I want to tell her. She's like one of the first people that I want to talk to about these things. There's no shame in that. That's just as equal of a value of a friendship as somebody that you're not related to. Same with partners. I know there's a weird thing where it's like, oh, Oh, is your partner your only best friend? That's totally cool if they are. In fact, I hope they're your best friend. Because it's a slippery slope if you start dating somebody who you don't like as a friend and as a person outside of a romantic relationship. My partner and I have very different social batteries. I would say he's more introverted still, but he loves his friend time. He has a pretty large friend group that he gets together with every Friday night to play Dungeons and Dragons. Over 10 of them, which to me, I've said to him before, I'm like, that is my personal hell. I don't know how you go out there for like six hours in a row and hang out with these people every seven days. <laughs> it's super healthy for him and them and they love it. I'm like, wow, I'm so excited to pop on my TV show, have a bath, get in my jammies, bake some cookies, watch a little bit of TikTok, read my book and hang out by myself. When we first started dating, I got a little bit weird with myself where I was like, oh man, like he's got this big life outside of just me. And I'm like, hey, I do too. That might look a little bit different where for me, it's like, you know, a couple times a month going out to my mom's, watching the birds, catching up, but not a women's network movie. It's just going out to say that the way that you interact with people, the world, friendships, your social battery, isn't fair to compare to other people. We are all not built the same, and especially in this day and age of awareness of our mental health, neurodivergence, different ways that people function and what their needs are to healthily function. It's just a great way to show that we all lead different lives that look very different. So that's my two cents on cultivating friendships in adulthood. I just felt that this was important to talk about because I've listened to a few podcasts on the topic myself. I've seen a lot on TikTok, where people are like, just put yourself out there. Just go out, go out there to the rock climbing gym. Go out on Bumble BFF. That's not for everybody. I guess maybe this should have been like cultivating friendships in adulthood for the introverted homebody. But I'm one person, as you guys know, I say in every episode, I'm just talking from my lived experience. I am not an expert. Take everything I say with a grain of salt. Pick the things that might apply to you and be helpful to you and discard the rest. Okay, 
I'm not offended. If you disagree with the way that I live my life and you want to live your life a totally different way, that's super fine. But I hope at the very least, this has brought some insight to you better on how people that are introverted live their lives socially, experience friendships, their needs are. That's pretty much all I have for you guys today on this topic. I think I'm going to head off and make some lunch soon, but we have some really fun podcast topics coming up. I know I was going to slip the episode on finding purpose before this one, but I'm just not quite done writing up the show notes that I want to. If I were to film an episode without my little journal with my bullet points, it would be all over the place. <laughs> That's coming up. And I also just planned out a really important episode on being child-free by choice and my perspective on why I choose to live that life how I think other people react to it and why I think other people react to it the way that they do. I think that's going to be a really interesting episode to talk about and get to share my thoughts and experiences on as well. My plans for the rest of the day is to hopefully edit this episode, get it scheduled to go up, watch the H3 Live members only episode later, read my book and have a bath. Oh my gosh. Okay. Before I sign off, actually, a quick little reading recap for those that care. Don't do this every time. However, I just read a few books that shattered my soul in the best way. I'm not familiar with the author Mia Sheridan. You like a good romance, but like a romance with a deep plot, with emotions and feeling. You might have heard of the book Archer's Voice. It's been talked about on TikTok for the last couple of years as ripping your heart out, putting it back together, just to rip it out and put it back together again. I just finished that book last night and had the most visceral response I've had in a really long time to reading a book like my fight or flight response took off in the final chapters of that book. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but it is definitely a book worth reading. However, I do want to point out the underdog Mia Sheridan book, which I read first called Most of All You. It's from the same series, but the series can all be read as standalones. They're not in the same universe. Just a Apparently a collection of books that are meant to hit you right in the heartstrings. But most of all, you is just like a beautiful story about a man who was like kidnapped as a child and held hostage, who escapes from that life and comes out in his adult and doesn't know how to basically what we talked about, cultivate friendships, relationships, and how he forms a relationships and heals with a woman working in the sex industry who wants to get out of that ultimately. But let me tell you, bring the Kleenex because the way Mia Sheridan writes, I just, I had to talk about it because I haven't read a book that elicited this deep of a emotional response from me in a very long time. Like I can't even remember the last books I read where I was thinking about them for days and weeks after to this level. If you're a bookie, if you're a reader, most of all you and Archer's Voice by Mia Sheridan. On that note, a little tip because I know Mia Sheridan books aren't carried in my libraries or on Libby, check Facebook Marketplace. You don't have to buy them full price. Her books have been a little bit popular, especially Archer's Voice. You can buy them on Facebook for five, 10 bucks. I was lucky enough to be introduced to Mia Sheridan from my local used bookstore actually in the romance section, which is where I found most of all you for $4. Now that's what I've been reading and I guess a little bonus favorite of mine lately which has just been used bookstores. I found so many awesome things like newer books too. I oh my gosh okay sorry one more update y'all before I head out. Asking questions can get you so far. My partner and I went last week into the Goodwill bookstore. Hopefully I don't get in bad hoots with the Goodwill bookstore people if they somehow hear about this. We were looking around and my partner's really into Dungeons and Dragons and there are like over 200 books in the D&D book world. We like to go to used bookstores because you can find them for like three or four bucks and we went and he was like oh my god they have 12 books in this one series like a complete series and he went up and he was like can I just put these at the front while I keep looking and she was like yeah what like oh you're into like the Dragonlands and he's like yeah and she's like I have a whole 
cart of these out back. Let me grab them for you. He's looking and she's like, oh, I would love if you would just take all these off my hands. And he was like, well, this stack alone here is going to be like $30. And I, I really can't even afford that right now. And the lady, she was so awesome. She was like, oh, I read fantasy too. She was like, you know, I'm not really, I don't think I'm supposed to tell people this, but we have this thing where if you fill a box, you can get the whole box for $9.99, not $19.99, not $99.99 like under $10. And he came running to me. I was in the romance section. He's like, oh my God, wait, I can get all these books for $10. I was like, what the heck are you talking about? So I'm just minding my business. I'm like, okay, he's excited. Live your life, King. Looking for my books. And I find a few books, including a Tessa Bailey book, which if you're a book talker, you're probably familiar with It Happened One Summer, Hook, Line, and Sinker. I got some great books that I love. I came across Happenstance, which I'm looking in the Goodwill bookstores. I've got my Goodreads on me. I'm looking at books that I might have not heard of. I look it up and I'm like, dang, this was just released in 2022. And ticket price at Goodwill bookstore was asking $7. And then I picked up another romance and we went to the front and he had his box almost filled. And he looks at the woman because he was like, oh, we, maybe we can put them in the box. And I was like, well, this one was under like the new release section. I'm like, I don't know if they're going to want to put a $7 book the 9.99 book box like I was like I just don't know how that works and he was like Victoria it doesn't hurt to ask what's the worst that happened she says no and my socially awkward ass is like yeah I can't emotionally come back from that but anyways he was a doll and he asked and she was like if they fit they fit <laughs> like I'm not looking right now she takes them and makes them fit in the box shuts the lid rings us through we go home anyways this is my long-winded way of saying I got a less than year old Tessa Bailey book for, we broke down the price because we got 46 books for $9.99 and it worked out to be 25 cents a book. Pause for dramatic effect there um, because our, hello, 25 cents for a Tessa Bailey book that just came out last year. It was in pristine condition. I'm reading it today, actually. Oh, but um, that was a little side tangent that I, you know, meant to share at the beginning with my what's new thoughts and feelings but my little bonus book chat for the end of the episode maybe this will be a regular thing because y'all know I'd be reading three to four books a week anyhow yeah check out your local used bookstores check out Libby for borrowing audiobooks from the library for free because you will not see me ever getting sponsored by audible because I do not believe in paying $20 a month to listen to one audiobook. Anywho, I really appreciate you guys listening to this episode and I would love to hear your feedback. I so appreciate those of you that take the time to message me and let me know that you're listening, what your thoughts are, what you're enjoying with the podcast. I think it's just important to feel less alone and share our feelings on others that have maybe had a hard time in adulthood with letting go of friendships and finding new friends and how lonely of an experience that can feel. I hope this podcast had made you feel a little bit less alone, a little bit less lonely in these experiences. Remember to check out Joni and use code Meadow for a little savings on your order of organic period care. Also have it linked in the show notes here. You can find me on Instagram at Vic in the Meadow and TikTok at Thick Sauce. And until next time.